You're listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. My name is Robin, and I get loose with my caboose. <laughs> uh, my name is Stephanie. I'm a podcaster. I shouldn't be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a guest here with us today uh, from uh, uh, the medical world of Canada, uh, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Moira. I'll just say Dr. Moira. Welcome to the show. Hi, Robin. Hi, Steph. Nice to be here. Hey. <laughs> uh, we've had all sorts of technical difficulties. If we sound a little weird to you tonight, it's because uh, we're having technical difficulties. <laughs> I can't even talk. So this is going to be a great show. Uh, let's get right. We're just so excited because. Yeah. You want to say it? We're going to say the Season four, baby. We just got <gasps> renewed like like half an hour ago, Moira. Oh, awesome. That's so great. Yay. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm shocked. I, really? <laughs> what? Really? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I don't guess. I'm not. I'm not shocked. I mean. Do you know? Listen, I said to my husband, we could go. I said, listen, I'm, I, you, you have to at least try to watch this eyes on me thing that I love so much. Because <laughs> he, he just had never watched it. Yeah. So unbeknownst to me. Um, last night at dinner, I said, are you sure you don't even want to watch it? And he looks at me, smiles that sly smile he has and says, well, I'm almost at the end of season one already. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, what? You, nice. what? you did that since Friday? Like what? When? What? How? I missed that. So yeah, he's rapidly catching up apparently. So well, yeah, my husband watched last night. He said, you know, this show's funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. No, I'm not surprised it's been renewed because I think this season, everybody's, meaning all the actors, all the characters, are so in their groove, you know? Mm -hmm. like Yeah, it's getting it's just, better and better. Yeah, it's gelled so well, so it doesn't surprise me. It, it's funny, because there doesn't seem to be any, like, filler episodes either. I keep thinking, like, oh, no. this is going to be the dominatrix one. Who cares? You know, like, like I mean, it's going to be funny, but it's not going to be, like, holy cow, momentous things. But um, I'm, I'm in tears at the end. And, and of course, this episode, oh, wow. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. all sorts of things. Um, but we will definitely get into that. But, yeah, I, I was all prepared with all this news, like, hey, the upfronts are on the 18th, so we'll hear all about uh, whether we get renewed by then, I'm sure. And Rob Thomas had, you know, he said he announced that he had bought a house in L.A. He was so confident that they were getting renewed. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he, they're definitely, definitely getting renewed. <laughs> wow. Wow. And, I think uh, we should be having a party. Yeah. I, yep. I, I get the confetti out. Get the brains. <laughs> yep. Um, and you can tell your friends, by the way, there's some, been some announcements here that iZombie Season 3 will hit Netflix on July 5th and will be on DVD August 22nd. So, folks, if you have friends that are not watching along and you want them to catch up, that's uh, – I mean, they don't dare to defy, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, you can help them out by uh, getting them onto the Netflix and the DVDs. So – um, boy, huge episode. Um, uh, 
we should probably get right into it. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a huge episode. We got huge feedback. Oh, um, I did want to mention a, a, a tiny bit of feedback that we got, uh, Steph from last week. Um, we had, um, Lewis wrote in and he said, I was, he was talking about the song one tin soldier. And he said yeah. that it's the, ver- the version of it is from the film, Billy Jack. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the band coven performs it. And then he suggested we watch Billy Jack. So <laughs> I'm thinking that was like a seventies song. Cause I think when I was growing up back in the seventies, <laughs> um, I, I like, I know all the words to that song. Oh, wow. Like I never, I don't think yeah. I never heard it. <laughs> I know when you said that last week, I thought, really, really? And then I went, wow, I'm old. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> and then we had, uh, Oh, Moira, you should like this. It was a, a medical blooper sent in by our friend Eve Rex, oh. who said that uh, um, the the scene where Liv is removing fluid from Major's lungs, um, <laughs> he says there's several medical processes when this is done, most of them ending in the suffix centesis. Unfortunately for poor Rose, I think she conflated two different procedures. Anthrocentesis is the removal of fluid from a joint, typically the knee or a foot. And thoracentesis. Thoracentesis. Arthrocentesis and thoracocentesis. And that's, anyway, yes. That, that second one there yeah. <laughs> is the removal from a fluid from the space around the lungs. Mm-hmm. And uh, she apparently... Uh, Liv said the former one instead. So he oh, said, hey, as long as she did it right, does it, whatever she calls it, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. Funny. See, I don't hold these shows. No. To, you know, like, I'm a member of this respiratory therapy group on Facebook that people are always snapping pictures mm-hmm. on movie, like TV movies or, or, you know, of like ridiculous stuff of like <laughs> the ET tube, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some shows, if it's a real medical show, if it's like, you know, Boston, Chicago, whatever, whatever, whatever those <laughs> Chicago, shows are, Hope. Chicago, yeah, <laughs> you know, I would, I would expect that show to get all the terminology right, but you know, a show like the genre show, I would, I don't hold that up. To it's like when I used to watch ER. If you actually got annoyed by everything that was wrong, you 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 couldn't watch the show. <laughs> just, I mean, it's not completely wrong. It's just that the time the time frames are off. Things you know, things either go south too fast or get fixed too fast all the time. You just yeah. you know, you just, just SOD man, SOD suspension of disbelief. Just go with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, let's get into uh, the discussion of Some Like It Hot Mess, which is written by Jen Embum, uh, who wrote uh, Deadbeat and He Blinded Me With Science, and directed by the greats Enrico Colantoni. Um, All right. Yeah, right? Keith Mars on the, on the set. Or uh, as iZombie fans might know him, uh, Detective Lou Benedetto. Um, he's mm-hmm. He hasn't directed a lot, but he has directed a couple episodes of uh, Canadian shows like Remedy and Nasty Habits. Do you know either of those shows? None of the above. Sorry, no. Apparently Remedy <laughs> he starred in, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, I tried dividing this episode up into the different things, and I could only divide it into two things. The case and everything else. So let's do the case <laughs> first. <laughs> Um, so we meet uh, Party Girl Interrupted. We meet Yvonne, 
uh, in the teaser. It's a nice long teaser, and it was weird how like she wasn't dead by the end of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Yvonne is played by Alexa Fast, who co-starred in the movie Fido and actually played a a, a small role in the awesome movie Jack Reacher. <laughs> um, she is late to her job at Entire Foods. Yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, I like how we were expecting something to happen to her, and so when she's walking in the back door with her earbuds in and. Her boss grabs her ear, but like we thought that something bad mm-hmm. was going to happen to her. Like we were on the, on the edge of our seat. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what they were playing at. Yeah. Well, I have to admit, Robin, it made me it made me think about um, Fisher Cast days. It made me think about oh, <laughs> in the intro, someone's got to die. <laughs> so, <you> know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like six feet under. Okay, how's she going to die? Yeah. And then some, when he, when he grabbed her earbuds, I thought I don't know what I thought. I think I thought a guillotine was going to fall or something. I don't know. <laughs> and then nothing happened. So. Yeah, her manager, Ron, is played by uh, Gabe Kuth, um, mm-hmm. who I looked up his IMDb, and he played Victor Chris, one of the bullies in uh, the miniseries um, It <laughs> that's being remade. Oh, so I was like, oh my god, that's Victor Chris. But uh, mm-hmm. folks might know him more uh, at, with his uh, diminutive size as uh, Sneezy from Once Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, okay. And the final bit of casting I'll note for this scene is Brian Norris, who, a uh, friend of the pod, Graham Norris, uh, came on, did a special episode, one of the writers for iZombie. This is his brother playing Joel. Oh, wow. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, Brian Norris. Uh, he was also in a Pizza Hut commercial during the airing <laughs> of iZombie, so it was really, really strange. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Joel saves her from um, saves uh, Yvonne from uh, manager Ron and says no more drama. And she goes up to the cashier cash register and immediately gets slapped <laughs> by the first customer. <laughs> uh, so next thing we see, Yvonne is dead in the tub and she got electrocuted by a hairdryer. Um, somebody threw it in. And we also see downstairs two officers are arguing for whether it's okay to keep an autographed Thurman Munson baseball that they found in the victim's trash. And Clive's like, no. <laughs> yeah, and that was weird. Like that, like what we for, we totally forgot as the show went on. We forgot about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, it's TV, so everything matters, Stephanie. Yes, <laughs> yes. There, it's forty-two minutes, forty-two precious minutes. Mm-hmm. Therefore, mm-hmm. every line means something important. Yep, mm-hmm. or it's a or it's a red herring, a deliberate red herring. <laughs> uh, so we see Clive uh, talking to roommate Barb, who's played by Joy Osmansky, and uh, Steph. Uh, you might recognize her. Uh, she played uh-huh. uh, one of the neighbors on Santa Clarita Diet. <laughs> She oh. played the wife of Richard T. Jones. So, oh, okay. It's so funny. I was thinking this woman's been on uh, several episodes of Santa Clarita Diet, and uh, and then comes on I Zombie, and uh, it's just like zombie show to zombie show, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you see the uh, the series that's on the CW seed about a, a zombie apocalypse? Oh yeah, like I saw s- something like that. I don't know what it's called though. I can't remember the name of it, but it looks really cute. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Hey, speaking of zombie shows, did you hear that iZombie is renewed for season four? Right. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah. Whoa! 
<laughs> I just got to keep pinching myself. This happened. Yeah. It's so crazy that it happened like right before we hit record. Yeah. Um, okay. So Barb found the body um, and says the girl was drama and we take a look at her room and yeah, it's a bit of a hot mess. <laughs> yeah. They're like a, it's like they're like an odd couple. Cause she's mm-hmm. a, she stays in and Yvonne, 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 party, party all night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I kind of uh, thought it looked like a typical teenager's room actually. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I hate to bust my wife, but, uh, I'm, I'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Barb mentions that her life is kind of a, like a real life soap opera. And that's when Clive and Liv look at each other. Like, oh, like yeah. Oh, oh no. God. Oh, okay. Yeah. Here, here we go. <laughs> that's what we have to look forward to. <laughs> I do. I love that Clive's in on it now, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's, it's a whole nother layer of, of adorableness. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so Liv snacks on hot mess brain and that concoction. <laughs> With yeah, like that's I don't know what gross. Yeah. It was just like leftovers, I think, thrown together. <laughs> right. There's usually the name of the dish kinda goes along with whatever mm-hmm. the brain mm-hmm. is, but I can't quite figure it out. Well it's a hot mess. It is yeah, a hot that mess. Was just a yeah. <laughs> yeah. So soon enough uh she is dancing across the morgue like a party girl. And uh, Rose McIver had uh, had an uh, hashtag Ask Rose on Twitter today. One of the questions was, "How long did she practice for the scene?" And she just replied, "Not long enough." <laughs> <laughs> so she's like singing to Ravi, uh, <laughs> which is really funny. And Ravi tells her he needs ingredients for this memory enhancer at the supply store that's near her apartment. And I wonder if Ravi has a car. I know Liv has a car. Isn't that where your head went to? Through this, I just have to say, through this whole episode, I kept thinking, Robbie, for Christ's sake, you know she's on Party Girl Brain. Just go do it yourself. (laughs) Like, really, this is not the time to delegate. (laughs) Yeah, lower your expectations. Exactly. (laughs) But I knew that something, especially, you know, later on when they printed out, I knew Mm -hmm. something was going to happen. Yep. Uh, Then Liv realizes she lost her phone. Could Robbie be a hot stud and give it a call? And, oh, uh, oops, <laughs> stitched inside a corpse. <laughs> but, I mean, okay, just like how she was, Robbie, stood, you know people like this, and you know that they, they charm people. Yeah, exactly. By, by talking like that. Uh-huh. And you know that their lives are, are chaotic. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it, sometimes it's like you don't, they don't even realize how insensitive they're being or like how all about themselves that they're being. You have to kind of point it out to them. And then usually most of the time they kind of flip out about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The kind of people that just, they thrive on chaos, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we go to the chapter titled, did the slapper capper and, um, <laughs> It's uh, they're watching the surveillance li- uh, vid and uh, video and the uh, live giggles at the whole slap thing. Yeah, and yeah, then notices a flyer. So inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then she notices a flyer for the ice ship, um, and she says that Yvonne is hashtag my kind of cool B <laughs> because Yvonne was a DJ there. 
And Joel says that uh, she could have been a star. Mm. So she tells Clive that, hey, we got to go because, you know, it's the bomb and, you know, clues and stuff like that. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I'm really liking this brain. A lot of people seem to be annoyed by it, but I don't know. It's just maybe it's just because I'm enjoying Rose's performance and I don't really think about how awful Liv is being to people. (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's fun to watch her be so ditzy and. Yeah. Inappropriate. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that was self-centered. Yeah. Yeah. So at the ice ship, uh, Liv decides that the club is her scene and starts questioning the owner herself. And this guy's name is Sage Denning. And Clive pulls out his badge and Liv winks and says, homicide. <laughs> <laughs> Just hilarious. <sighs> and then Liv gets distracted by the bartender, Nels. And gets him to drink with her and show her the DJ booth. And soon enough, the music fires up and um, Liv announces to Clive that it's a party and he should let his caboose loose. She's <laughs> pounding pepper vodka and Nell's kind of like backs away like like that mm-hmm. gif of Homer in the bushes there. Just <laughs> <laughs> and, Pepper uh, vodka. Pepper vodka. You ever had that? No. It doesn't nope. sound very good. Mm-mm. It's the kind of hot stuff that a zombie would be into, I'm assuming. Yeah. I can that. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes and hunts for more and finds uh, Sage's wife, Trish, back there. And uh, so there's an interrogation of the both of them in the club. And Trish says that Yvonne slept with Sage. And Sage is like, well, sort of. And Liv tries to lay on some detail of what... <laughs> Yvonne oh, might have been doing more inappropriate stuff. Yes, <laughs> and then and then immediately gets disgusted by this and says, "Men are pigs," <laughs> and um, and then it turns out that they both have alibis. Sage was with No Bra Jen, and Trish was doing stuff of a sexual nature with Tyler. And this is their words. <laughs> um, and Clive is just meanwhile getting irritated that this. What their idea of what constitutes is a big deal. Like this is it was no big deal. Like I think you gotta got that wrong. Um. So anyway, later on, Liv gets a vision of her, or Liv, Liv gets a vision at her and Peyton's apartment, and Joel is upset that Yvonne, knowing full well how much he does for her, screwed some guy named Sage, <laughs> and. uh and it turns out that he actually showed up at her house with a bottle of wine and a thousand dollars, and um, and got friend zoned. And uh, Liv says that nice creeps are the worst, which you know they kind of are. <laughs> Those kind of guys, that, yeah, yeah they they just they, they they think they just be friends for so long, and it's going to earn them points into the bed, you know, <laughs> bedroom. Um. But, you know, she does go on to say oh, men are garbage and then Clive starts protesting and that's when Liv kind of pats him on the arm and says he's the best. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but I was glad that Clive kind of stuck up for my gender. You know, a lot of, you know, I understand a lot of guys are the worst, but, you know, we don't need to say like all men are the worst. I'm just saying. <laughs> and I'm not starting a men's right podcast, so. Uh, well, I'll- I guess. <laughs> People like okay. People like her that like drama. I guess they speak in extremes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 
I mean, I understand as a as a white guy, I I am like the most privileged a hole on the planet. Uh, but it always makes me squirm when I'm like in a conversation with somebody and they just start talking about how you know guys are the worst. It's like, yeah, well, can we just be a little more specific? Like, like guys, maybe you've had experiences with might be the worst, or this guy that you know. Let's not involve me in this because I'm a guy. <laughs> yeah, Gen- generalizations are never. Uh- you know, yeah. completely fair. Yeah. Um, but her, uh, when we're talking about how she's talked, it's, um, I can see why some people would be annoyed by it because it is that little girl mode, you know, that rescue me daddy kind of mode that, <laughs> that, that frankly, when you're actually a grown woman is kind of pathetic to watch yeah. <laughs> happen and manipulative too. So yeah, you know, the old, the worst of the feminine wiles, I suppose. I don't know, whatever. Uh, very, next- chi- very childlike anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, we're getting to the end of this case when you get on to the big stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Liv empties her purse on Clive's desk, which makes her remember mm-hmm. uh, Yvonne doing the same thing at a pawn shop. And uh, this guy there says he's going to give her give her $1,000 for the baseball. And it's like, oh, the baseball. And that's why she didn't need $1,000 from Joel because, uh, well, after, we, after Clive decides to take a run at uh, Barb's alibi again, he talks with uh, the boyfriend, Tim, and... It turns out that Barb lost her mind over a signed baseball. Yvonne owed back rent, decided to switch baseballs and sell her real signed Thurman Munson baseball to get, get money. And uh, way to go, Clive. You solved the case on your own, buddy. I mean, it doesn't always need live. <laughs> it's true. I guess the, she gave him the idea of the the vision of the baseball. but Well, the pawn shop bit. Sure. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah. It's like uh, Barb's going to go to jail, but you know it depends whether or not she intentionally plugged in the hair dryer before she threw it into the. That was actually kind of funny. I thought when Clive laid it out for her, well, if you plugged it in, you know, if it was plugged in when yeah. you walked in the room, that's manslaughter. But if you plugged it in and then threw it in, okay, that's murder. <laughs> Thinking, <laughs> well, Clive, you probably don't really care which it was, do you? You don't really care which way she signs that confession. Yeah, I don't like, know. That was kind of odd for yeah, him to say you, that, don't you think? You want to <laughs> actually get the real story, right? <laughs> Maybe. It doesn't seem like it. Clive's like, Liv's not here. I just got to get my bust. <laughs> got to fill my quota. Oh, man. <laughs> Anyways. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was not a bad case of the week. Not a bad case. Not it. a bad brain. Yeah. But, I mean, the brain the brain kind of is set up so, um, I mean, even Rob Thomas said in an, in an interview uh, I mm. read that uh, we had to have the most, like, annoying brain in order for Liv to be constantly mentioning through the episode, like, you know, I could I could be done with being a zombie anytime now. It'd be great. <laughs> this is really messing up my life. Um so uh, uh Steph, do you have anything else you want to say about the case at all or or the brain or anything before we move on? No, just uh when Liv said uh, you know, that she'd been to the police place. That was pretty <laughs> <laughs> the police place, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even care to call it. Like, yeah, I mean, really, yeah, this is the police place. Uh, I've been doing crime fighting all day. Yeah, we, there's, there's more of that stuff. I, I haven't, yeah, those are involved oh, in other scenes, but all right. Like so. she's, perma- she's permanently 17, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So Major is loving ice cream. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I'm I'm very messy. Oh man, I I I don't mind him messy enjoying ice cream at all. No, <laughs> didn't bother with it. <laughs> like, I mean, I, sometimes I, when I eat ice cream, I look like that. He looked like a cartoon character. I was waiting for his eyes to like roll around in his head and like birds fly around him and he just steam oh. fly out of his ears. He was so happy. He was so happy. He was cute. And we have some flashcards with Ravi where we're, you know, it's Peyton, the hospital, Clive, his coach, and then Minor. <laughs> low blow. Low blow. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Uh, Major tells Liv that he remembers, remembers last night. It was spectacular. He is so giddy. That's what it is. He's giddy. It's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's on a he's on a human high. He's mm-hmm. Happy to be human again. And uh, Liv, you know, kind of mentions, hey, you know, it's, it's complicated. <laughs> and she's like, I got I got things to do. And he's like, Well, I've got things to do too. <laughs> Which, the little coy little face that he has at the end of that scene as she's walking away and he's just trying to remain like, yep, you'll be back, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, it was really yeah, funny. And, and there's so many, you know, just we're so happy that he's human and we're so happy that they have zombie sex. But now that he's human, they can't, you know. <sighs> yeah. I know. They can't, they can't have interspecies sex. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Liv goes and tells Peyton what happened. She goes back to her apartment and uh, Peyton is having a little kissy foodie fun with new Blaine. And there's mm-hmm. breakfast challenges and, oh, it's all happiness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I'm just repeating like. Watching with my wife, my wife is just like, ugh. (laughs) I kind of agree. It's pretty cutesy. Yeah. It's not even just, it's just the fact, like, you're kissing a guy that, like, just like a Mm -hmm. year or so ago was killing children. Yeah. Uh, So she has, uh, uh, Liv has an extended vision there and then kind of tells them about the blue juice. And I didn't even, like, I wasn't even thinking about the ramifications of all this until I watched it a second time. But, you know, Blaine's just sitting there listening to her talk about the blue juice that the brain gets soaked in and how she has these extended visions. And she also mentions that she's tired of other people in her head. So, uh, yeah, we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> so Robbie and major play battle of Pegasus and there are lots hmm. of Nazis apparently. Yep. And it's just like old times. Yeah. They're eating nachos, they're playing video games, and then they got to do girl talk. <laughs> girl talk <laughs> not, it's not Yeah, it's not as much fun as our old girl talk. No. <laughs> yeah, until he doesn't remember the right moves to make when he's supposed to, you know, throw the grenade and jump behind the bunker or something. He always, always throw right? the grenade. Forget. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Robbie's concerned, and uh, <clears throat> later Liv shows up and is tired from crime fighting all day and needs Robbie to get her water with molecules. <laughs> Oh, God. I wanted her to pull out her little cape and her mask from whatever season that was. <laughs> she was crime fighting. 
Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape, Cape, Town, Cape yeah. Town. Yeah. So Ravi says that Major's slipping, and Liv immediately goes to Major. It's, it's me. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we're complicated. That's so us. Um, and then we find out that Liv forgot the blue juice ingredients, and I love the, uh, you're not mad. Say you're not mad. You're not mad. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so we go to the scratching post, and uh, there's this sad, rich zombie there telling Donnie that he'd pay a million dollars for the cure, and then suddenly we see a light bulb appear over Donnie's little bald head. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Can I ask a question about mm-hmm. the scratching post? Uh, which may be lame, maybe because you guys have thought about this. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> You've thought it through probably better than me. Where are all these customers coming from exactly? Like, are these all the people that were on Blaine's list for getting brains? Or are these a whole other group that he's scratching I'm, and converting or what? Yeah, he, Angus told these aren't the rich Donnie people to go out and had. scratch people. Right. So these are the people that he went out and scratched. He's been a busy little bee. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Wow. Um okay. I don't know if you heard my interview with Sarah Saidi, which hopefully, like, everybody should listen to. It was so awesome. Um, but she does mention that there was a deleted uh, part of uh, Spanking the Zombie. Okay. Where it showed, like, a montage of, like, Donnie and Dino, like, going to, like, bachelor parties and stuff like that. And oh, okay. Bringing okay. Uh, zombie strippers. So they would have sex with the zombie strippers and then wake up and they'd be zombies. So it's not just scratching. Oh, wow. But I guess that's not technically canon. So, yeah, the last thing we heard was Angus telling Donnie, like, just go mm-hmm. scratch. Because Donnie first is like, you know, let's track down the people for Blaine's list. Let's steal mm-hmm. all his clientele. And he's like, no, no, go out and use your little zombie nail or whatever. Okay. Thank you. Because we only saw him convert the one guy when they were doing the air guitar stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It just seemed like it was suddenly so full, and I thought, wow, you've been a busy boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it seemed like he, they all knew each other at the end of spanking the zombie, so it was almost like that was that bachelor party that kind of got moved in there. You know, they were all okay. – and they were all on Bengali, Bengali yeah, springs. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Funny Major greets uh, Liv at the door and pretends he doesn't recognize her. <laughs> oh, that was wow. so sad. <laughs> yeah. And we find out the Major's been filling out notes to all the people in good old Major's life. You know, good old Major. Uh, <laughs> and one Major of those envelopes who? is to Ravi, and it's very uh, tear-stained. <laughs> tear-stained. That was so cute. That was. What did he say? Something like, you can't shame me or something? <laughs> something uh, that was, yeah, it was cute. Uh, Liv tells him that he should make one out to Sue and Dahlia, who live in Walla Walla. So, Stephanie, I thought of you. Why? Because last week you said it drives yes. you crazy that they never seem to talk about Major's family. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, my God, it's like the writers have dialed into your brain <laughs> <laughs> and they know what you need for yep. satisfaction. <laughs> yeah. So okay. I, just, I just I was thinking it would make your day that, that they were yeah. actually finally acknowledging that he had a family. It's great. Yeah. And, and I did think I thought. Oh, he's got major has two moms, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, and so that's why he was kind of estranged from his mom. 
Yeah, it makes sense, yeah, right? Yeah, Be- because yeah. that's why we haven't seen the parents because there was a. We find out later there was a divorce and it was a whole mm-hmm. strained relations because uh, mom had a girlfriend. Yeah. So. Um, and Walla Walla, Washington is an actual real place. <laughs> I've heard <laughs> it before, just... but it's just a fun town to say. <laughs> Walla Walla. Well, like. I only you only hear about it in like Bugs Bunny commercials. Yes, I always <laughs> hear Bugs Bunny. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so Liv finds a smaller envelope for her. It's not as thick, and she says, "Oh, is it bad? It's bad. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> I did this to you." <laughs> and uh, Major says, "Spoiler alert! Uh, I loved you like no other." And uh, that's when Liv declares that this is a moment and not to speak, and, and they have a kiss. And just let it be, and then she takes a selfie of herself and God, sends it to him. That's just, oh God! <laughs> oh. All right. So, uh, meanwhile, Blaine is elevating his breakfast game, and uh, Peyton is still working on the dominatrix case, which uh, Liv says she solved single-handedly. But it, it appears that there is something. It's you know we haven't seen a case just kind of still being processed in the next episode. So there's something going on here. And honestly, like we talked about this, like we talked, I talked about how it was so weird that that just, he just kind of was like, Hey, whatever, just I'll sign it. Yeah. You know, he's so easily caved. Yeah. So there's something going on there. Uh, I noticed that uh, Liv has fetch and retrieve email. <laughs> That's the name of her email <laughs> service. And uh, the Lily White controversy goes on because uh, in her email, uh, there is a mail email from Major and uh, Major Lily White. The Lily White is spelled with uh, two L's before the Y rather than the one. So um, just saying – you know, Robin, I think you just need to kiss and let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Who had to kiss? <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> Major? Oh, no. Ma- Major? Whoa. No. Call kiss me. Your wife. Kiss um, your wife. Tell her you need calming and just let it go, Robin. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Two L's, one L, potato, yeah. potato. You know. <laughs> I'll, I'll kiss my wife and she's just like, what is going on? I was like, just <laughs> let it be. <laughs> yeah, let it be. Just let it be, honey. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, this is when Liv says, "Oh, I forgot the ingredients," and she prints it out, and then she gets distracted by her vision, and uh, guess who ends up with the ingredients? Okay, but I have a little aside in that scene. Mm-hmm. Peyton annoyed me. Okay, sorry for all the Peyton lovers. I really love, I adore Peyton. Just to be clear, to be on the record, but okay, maybe I just have this kind of brain. I multitask all the time. So to me, if I were sitting there, you know, absentmindedly doing a patient file or something, and I knew my friend you know, was trying to put this thing out and try and remember and Oh, can I put it on your printer? I would have been aware that that had all been going on so that when Blaine showed it to me and, Oh, does she need this? I would have known. Yeah, she does need this. Like it just bugged right. me that Peyton was so yeah, clued I, I out. Think that's mom brain. I think that <laughs> mom brain. Uh, Peyton's eating brains. Who's everybody's eating what? brains. No, I, I think that like we do that because we're so used to making sure everybody in the household is, is doing maybe. Yeah. You mean like we're just used to having to sort of micromanage everything around us? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I was were like, you? okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because uh, you would have noticed too, right? I would have totally noticed. I just took yeah. it as um, uh, 
Peyton was in the middle of working on her case, and maybe she was a little distracted. And and, and she didn't realize that uh, that this is like the second or third time that Liv has forgotten these. Well, no, she would. That's fair. She wouldn't. Know yeah, that. I just. I'm just okay, wondering right, how he pulled right. it off. You know, he he made it he, like the his phone his phone went off in the other room and it was the same room that had the printer in it. So we went in there to answer his phone and then mm-hmm. grabbed the piece of paper. So, you know, it, I wonder if we watch that scene closely, like you, you see him like, you know, picking up Peyton's phone and calling his phone with it or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like at what point did he decide that he needed that list of ingredients? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it when Liv was explaining it, or was it when he was standing there with it in his hand, <coughs> and he was like, oh, well, nobody's going to miss this. Let me just take it. Right. So Ravi finds a random spleen at Liv's workstation. <laughs> okay, that part really is funny. <laughs> and, he's, and he's so... His tone of voice on the phone with her and the voice message, he's so droll. Like, yeah, you know, whatever. I can't remember the line, but if you, if you might know who it belongs to. <laughs> yes. just, oh, my God. And that's There's when, our comic gold back again. <laughs> yeah. And that's when uh, Donnie comes in and uh, tells Ravi that he needs the cure. And uh, you guys got to pay him $100,000. They'll go 50-50. So Ravi can just get $50,000. And it'll- and I love – okay. I love the fact Donnie is finally getting a brain of his own. He's finally <laughs> getting bright. You know, the guy offered you a million. You tell, you tell <laughs> Ravi it was a hundred grand. Like, yeah. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll get you uh, sweaters. You get some more sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie reminds him of the side effects and Donnie's like, come on, the memory losses of hold of crap and uh, think of it, Blaine gets a life reset Mr. Boss is off his back, he's got the brain business, he's got this hot girlfriend now, oopsie, your ex, whatever uh, <laughs> and um, and uh, then he starts talking about how he heard Blaine talking mm-hmm. on the phone with somebody about a guy named John mm-hmm. and you know don't worry like John does and he hasn't seen John in a year or what yeah. is really kind yeah, of which a, was which was no proof to Robbie of anything. It was very weak sauce. <laughs> yeah. Like, how many and it's funny because he's like, I know like three Johns and Donnie's like, well I only know one and I don't know what kind of world you're living with <laughs> living in with this you know more than one <laughs> <there's> John. John's. <laughs> uh Everybody's- yeah, but obviously R- Ravi did believe, you know, he did buy into it because he makes a point of telling Peyton later. So right, exactly. He does in- buy into it, but yeah, I, I do think he he doubts uh, he doubts Blaine anyway. Anyway, yeah. 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 But I do think it's sort of funny that of all the characters in the show, it's Donnie that basically just says it so flat out. Yeah, Blaine's faking. Come on, people. You know, <laughs> almost like reality check. This is Blaine we're talking about. Right, right. And I feel like he's talking to the whole audience when he says that. Like, come on. You didn't really buy that, did you? <laughs> so at what point did Blaine's memories come back? After Was a couple it... of days. So the scene where he, I think when he showed up in the morgue and he had no idea who he was, remember? I think uh-huh. that was real. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, I and I don't know. I mean, it's funny. It would be fun to go back and kind of rewatch and see. But It makes me want to. He said to. within a couple of days. Yeah, it does. But within a couple of days, he said he knew. So, so when he was sitting across from his dad and his dad. Oh, he usually, knew. He knew. He'd known for months. That's He'd known a for crazy ages. thing. 
Mm-hmm. He knew. He knew when he tried when he saved Peyton from uh, Mr. Boss. He knew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he has just over the past several many many episodes, he is mm-hmm. reinventing his life. Yeah. yeah, because he literally said within a couple of days he got it all back. Boom. Uh, so yeah, uh, um, yeah, I, I don't. Let's get to that scene. <laughs> First, okay, let, okay, let me just get to it because it's sorry, it'll skipping be, ahead. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, well, you, like you said, you mentioned the the uh, Robbie tells Peyton about this, and Peyton is just kind of annoyed that he mm-hmm. did it all. Yeah, um, like another misstep on Robbie's part. Yeah. And then, and then we have the whole thing where Robbie's upset that Liv didn't bring the ingredients, and she's supposed to be watching Major, mm. and uh, she left him her name and number just in case. And Robbie says that your voicemail is full, and uh, like Robbie's, Robbie's a few times in this episode is just freaking annoyed as hell whenever he calls the phone and the voicemail is full. I I have the same feeling. I'm like, geez, just delete some of your messages. Like, what's what's yeah. so hard about deleting some messages? Um, but you know, whatever. But you know, they go back to the house, and where's Major? And we we see him getting on a bus to Walla Walla, and now he's in the back of a police car, bringing him to a woman named Dahlia. Found him wandering around at a bus depot, and he has no ID. But this officer recognized him. Mm-hmm. Which is good, unlike uh, somebody else who might have gotten off a bus uh, and had no idea where he was. <clears throat> somebody referred to earlier in the episode, somebody <clears throat> who walked on four paws and uh, just, you know, Aww. was a poor little puppy dog. <sighs> I'm glad he's back with Colin, though. It's, he's okay. Every, minor's okay. Anyway, <laughs> so I, it's just funny. I was. I, I think I tweeted something like karma major. <laughs> <laughs> um, so meanwhile at shady plots, um, Peyton brings Ty to Blaine, tells him Robbie's story. And she also mentions that major took the cure a couple of days, which gives Blaine a little bit of pause as he's pouring mm-hmm. the wine. And um, Peyton says, even if this version of you is the real you, does it matter how he got here? And, I'm telling you, during this, I was like, what are you talking about, Peyton? Yeah, I was like, really? <laughs> and you're, Blaine's like, hey. You're so, you're so wrapped up in blind that you would accept anything. But no, that's not true, right? Yeah, Blaine asked, Blaine asked Peyton if she it. would be mad if he was faking. And then Peyton mm-hmm. blushes and says she's really happy. Oh, God. I'm so happy right now. And that's and I'm telling you, I was <sighs> I did not even suspect that Peyton was playing him. <laughs> I was getting so angry. I was like, are you kidding me, girl? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, and Blaine decides it's safe to, it's, it's, this is his this safe to fess up because of what Peyton just said. So he says, listen, Major's getting his memory back. And when I, when I took the cure, I lost it for a couple of days. It all came back. And this, now I'm like the small business owner. I'm a lounge singer. This is me. This is the real me. I wanted to change how people, who I wanted to change who I was and how people viewed me. And Peyton turns on him and she's like, you fooled me. And my friends could have been all been cured and calls him sad and selfish and greedy. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. he thought he was making her feel better. He was reassuring mm-hmm. her that Major was going to be fine. He's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And he was thinking he had a chance to fess up at the same time and somehow come clean. And somehow that would just make everything right. 
Yeah, because mm-hmm. you know she yeah. said that she wouldn't because care. she's yeah. so happy with him right she's, now. They're happy blah, blah 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 blah. Uh, yeah. yeah, thank God Peyton is, so, is more loyal to Liv and Major than Blaine because I would have I would have really like been like, what is going on with her <laughs> if she yeah. just was like, yeah, you're right. Maybe we should keep this from Liv and Major <laughs> or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know? But uh, no, she snaps on him and says, and he, he's like, he's like, what? You're lying. And he's she's like, I'm a lawyer. I shouldn't be trusted. I love that line. Boom. <laughs> Yeah. Um, e Online did an interview with David Anders, by the way, this week, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. this was bu- it was before the latest episode, so there's no real comment on Lane's turn. But he says in the interview, they didn't even reveal to me what was going on, if it was real or not, until a little into it. So I had no idea. That's something that I would have rather had too. So there was no way I could inform a possibility that he was faking it, or you know what I mean, just play it as. Played as the audience member. I remember very early. So, so basically, he's saying like, like as like. Remember when like we were over analyzing the first episode and maybe his mm-hmm. discussion with Donnie, um, and whether he was being coy, like was was he playing with Donnie or was he really? If he had if he had had more information, he would have played it differently. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. And that's what he's saying in the scene. Yeah. And but it's funny because you know. Now, when you go back, you can say, oh, David Anders didn't even know at that point mm-hmm. what what was going to happen. Um, and, yeah, he goes on and he says um, uh, Rob Thomas had texted him uh, after filming and said, I feel like there's a smile that you gave was a little bit too old, Blaney. And I was yeah. and I was like, dude, I was just smiling. He thought it was too nefarious or something. And he's like, you know what? Maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe I think every smile you do, I think you're up to something. <laughs> you <laughs> mean the smile when he's pouring the wine? Because no, I was no, like this- like no, an earlier episode. One? Oh, because when he was pouring the wine, that's when I went, oh my god, that's uh, old Blaine. Not in this particular episode, like an earlier oh, okay. episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay. When they're trying to <laughs> so, kind of keep it secret. So David oh. Anders played it like Blaine was a new man when if he had been given more information he would right. have played Sly old Blaine, Blaine playing mm-hmm. new Blaine. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he was playing. I think he was just playing it as like what face value. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. But he like tells Rob he's like listen I could come up with a sweeter smile but my smile is always going to be my smile. <laughs> uh, okay, so we go to Major's childhood bedroom. And I thought it was cool that they you know obviously he was into football but I like the fact that they added some jazz stuff in there because Major said something about being into jazz yeah, yeah. in the first season. And then we meet Dahlia, who's cooking breakfast with Sue, and it's his mom. And there's this moment where it's like, is Major going to remember his mom? And then he just kind of like goes, he looks at her, he's like, mom, you know? So he got yeah. his memory back. And uh, yeah, we learned all that about, we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, and there was a commercial that showed, that showed right before that. Did you just, did you just, uh, yeah, probably didn't see it. It was about like panthers and elephants and lions being so protected, being protective moms. Oh, <laughs> oh that's funny. So here I was like teary from that commercial. And Edward is like, yeah. I'm going to turn this off if you don't stop crying. 
that commercial actually starts off with uh, a little girl walking across the road with a grizzly bear, and the yeah. car stops, and the grizzly bear like stands up and goes, Rah! and I and I looked at my wife, and I was like, we got to get one of them grizzly bears, man. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, the, there's also a mention of Liv, like Sue had heard that. Major was with this girl and engaged, and they broke it off. But now Major's like, yeah, he hey, was engaged to a woman. What's Not that? A girl, a woman. Oh, a Major wo- was engaged to a woman. Sorry, my Not words. A girl. Yeah. Men are the worst. Woman, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, evidently. <laughs> so, so he says he was engaged to some dame. Uh, <laughs> Abroad. <laughs> a babe. And uh, and then he's like, the timing might be actually right because he realizes, hey, the cure's working. Um, so Liv comes home with Ravi to find Peyton waiting for them, and and I just love the loyalty here, and just like the they're getting back together again, you know, like everybody's happy with each other again. Well, at least you know Ravi and Peyton. At least you know there's not that. It's actually, more I of thought a, it was re- I thought it was really big of Peyton to say sorry to Ravi. Yeah. Yeah, I really and, did. And I thought it was big in return to, for Ravi to be like, don't, don't say you're sorry. It's fine. Yeah. You know, because he realizes yeah. he was an idiot as well, yeah. you know? Um, I know. It's like all is right with our world. Yay. And the zombie here so works. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, so we I, know something's going to go wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, right? The show can end. Something bad exactly. is going to happen. Exactly. Something bad has See, to happen. Now, I was thinking it was going to be Donnie. Mm. Um, um, yeah, because he, yeah, me too. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, get, <laughs> okay, yeah, so we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have a quote here from Rob Thomas talking about the Peyton and uh, Ravi relationship. Mm-hmm. Rob Thomas had this great interview. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, post uh, post the episode, so he's c- commenting on it. There's even some spoilery stuff that I'm going to talk about in spoilers. Uh, but about this, he says, uh, since the moment he found out that Peyton slept with Blaine, he's been pretty poorly behaved, uh, talking about Ravi. So in what's left of season three, they'll just need to repair their friendship before anything romantic could happen. In the meantime, we didn't want Peyton's whole storyline this season to be the object of men's affections. Uh, she starts picking at a clue there in this episode, and that's going to unspool into a greater mystery of the season. So it's cool that they're oh. they're going to get Peyton to, I don't know, like she did with Mr. To, Boss it, last year, you know. Yeah, to have more to do and more of her actual job, maybe. Not, not like, Something more substantial. Is she, is she right? with Ravi or was she with Blaine, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, so Major calls and they celebrate over the phone and Ravi says, there's a cure at the morgue. What do you say, Liv? Are you ready to be human again? And I'm like, it's not happening. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nope. So, uh, yeah, we get to go to the morgue and Liv's so excited to be human again. And, of course, Ravi's office was raided. The cure is gone. Uh, Peyton thinks it's Blaine. Ravi thinks it's Donnie. Liv's just said she can't have ice cream now. She was looking forward to it. Uh, so it made me want ice cream. I don't know about you, but it made me want to go out and get ice cream. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the major was having like yeah. ice cream o face yes. at the beginning of this episode. I was <laughs> I was very much in, in the mood for some ice cream. Oh. So what do you guys think? Who is the most likely suspect? Mm. I'm trying to think back as to. Um, who even knows about the cure? 
Well, like, like Blaine knows, right? Because he was given the clear, cure, duh. Donnie. So he, no, no, when they shot Blaine up with the cure. Yeah, I know. And, and Donnie. Right. So he, Donnie is another and, one. But how does Donnie know? He knows because well, he wants to buy it for the guy. I can't remember how he knows originally. I guess well, he knows matter. because that's the reason why. Oh, why Blaine supposedly Blaine lost got his memory. memory back. Right. So. And we have okay, a new so they, player. Um, yesterday, last week, Justin found out about the cure and he's from Fillmore Graves. So it could be anybody at Fillmore Graves. Oh, he could have gone back yeah. to Fillmore Graves and told them and Vivian could have set up some sort of shady thing. I'm thinking yeah. most likely it's Donnie, but. I'm just thinking that because Donnie has a customer and he really wants a million bucks. That's, that's where my brain most went. Urgently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that he's my number one suspect right now. Um, yeah, and I feel like, oh, and I feel like Blaine, dollars. Yeah. well, you can explain to me later what you think Blaine's doing with the solution, but we'll, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we'll get back to that, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, tw- there was 21 syringes. One was taken by major mm-hmm. and one was, uh, used on major with, so those and, are two different and w- And one on Blaine, right? Oh no! I'm at the beginning of the at the beginning of the season. There was twenty one, oh, and that one had already been right. used. So I guess originally it was twenty two. Um, so that's nineteen million dollars that Donnie could potentially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, Ravi remembers. There's one left, the one he gave to Major, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I know. but we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> This is the part where Clive comes into the morgue and and he's like and and lives like savor this one. It's our last cl- it's our last case together. And Clive jokes that she should tough it out till he makes captain. <laughs> <laughs> he gets his <laughs> what a sweet moment though. They hug. Yeah, that and, really was. And she says, "Thank you for making giving these past couple of years meaning." And Clive tells her, "You did that yourself. I just took advantage Aww. of you." <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I know. I know. Oh my God, this show. <laughs> um, all right. So I have a kind of a big thing here that Rob Thomas is part of the interview with Rob Thomas. I want to read to you guys. Uh, there's some element of being a zombie and finding herself valuable and having these special abilities that Liv has become a little hooked on and she does get some self-worth and satisfaction out of it. We wanted to choose a pain in the ass brain for her to be on in this episode, one that was just annoying. There was one reason we chose a brain that hurt the case rather than helped it, one on which she wasn't doing much good and being a bad lab assistant and being a bad friend to Major. And uh, and there was all these mentions of, God, I wish I wasn't a zombie because we wanted her to be in the mindset of, I'm tired of this. I'm ready to be human again. And probably to some small degree, that tryst she had with Major, that did spark some old feelings and some thought that, wait a minute, Major and I could both be human again and our relationship could be possible. Though she never says that aloud in the script, that could have been affecting her. That's a long-winded way of saying that you're not wrong for thinking that Liv, at different points, is proud of what she's been able to do as a zombie and has grown a little accustomed to it. But when the day comes... When she has the syringe in hand and gets the opportunity to take the cure, I think she'll take it. Being human again sounds good to her. Mm-hmm. End quote. So, yeah. uh, and of course, show over. <laughs> as yeah. soon as she takes the cure. Well, yeah, exactly. So that's the thing, that's the thing about is that, I'm sorry, Moira. No, nothing. I said no. Um, Go ahead. I was just saying that, yeah, that's the thing. Like, we wanted, we wanted the cure to work. We 
uh, we didn't want, and then we were, if uh, we didn't want Peyton's heart to be broken by blame, so we didn't want the uh, memory loss. We wanted the memory loss to be real, <laughs> but we didn't want the memory loss to be real because of major. Like, it's like all these. Yeah, I know, you know my head is spinning by the end of this episode because I'm just like, I have all the things I want, and yet I don't want yeah. any of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and we wanted, um, I think we all wanted the old evil Blaine because we really yes. enjoy him so much. So I, I was really happy to know that he'd been faking for that reason. Yeah. I like him in. Well, I think, Robin, you were saying that last week, right? Um, yeah. And all the other things. Yeah, and we want, we want Major to stay Major. And we really, we got all of our boxes ticked, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing I'm, like, sad about is that Major is mm-hmm. not going to be Zombie Major because we were having fun with Zombie Major. And I think Old Major is still, I mean, at least he's still Major. He's not, like, uh, new uh, a new Major or, as right. I was theorizing, evil Major. <laughs> but... <laughs> um, I honestly think, though, that they, 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 meaning the writers, wouldn't have wanted to have been doing um, live on a brain and major on a brain every op- episode. Y- you know, I think it would yeah. get just too cluttered, and so that's probably why. Well, that's a, that's what they were going to do with the brain yogurt. They were that this was right. this was brains that didn't give visions. Yeah. They didn't help solve right. the crime. They just kept zombies sustained. So. Um, I thought that's what they were going to do. They were just going to give Major those from now on. But Yeah, and solve it that way. Uh, but yeah, it's like, I mean, we're it's almost like we're back to square one. And like Major says, you know. Yeah, <laughs> in a way. Uh, and then, oh, I don't know if you're going to get there. The very last thing that Liv says in the episode. Oh, go ahead. Um, because when she said, asked, well, who did you give, who did you give it to? Who did you right. give the yeah. syringe to? And he has this awkward look on his face. And yeah. I thought, so that's going to be hard because, I, you know, sorry, I should know. I should be a better fan and I should know. But I can't remember how Natalie? much. Um, yeah, how much Liv knows about Natalie. Oh. That's what I can't remember. He you knows. Think she, about Natalie. She, I assumed it was Justin. Oh, really? Oh, he didn't yeah. give it to Justin. He gave it to Natalie. Remember? He gave it to Natalie mm. in the room. When he was trying to rescue her. Yeah, we didn't as, really see the oh, end Don of that Quixote. scene, so we could No, we don't know what she did, but he gave yeah. it to her to choose what she wanted to do, right? Right. So I just wondered how awkward it's going to be for him to explain that to Liv. Yeah. I mean, I mean to be fair to him, I understand he at the time he thought there was, you know, another 19 or so um, syringes. I get that. Yeah. But it's just, you know, relatively, like you gave it to her and now I'm still a zombie, you know? Right, it's, right. Exactly. And I mean, she knew about Natalie. She knew that Major was looking for Natalie. Right. Um, And then he just kind of went off rogue after Ravi told him to get, you know, to not get any deeper with this. Right. Um, So I don't even know if anybody knows that he finally got to talk to Natalie and give her the syringe. So, yeah. Yeah. I was expecting it to be mentioned, you know, when Major got the cure, Ravi saying something like, uh, so where's that syringe I gave you? <laughs> mm-hmm. But instead mm-hmm. he just got another one. So um, tell me what you were alluding to when you were talking about Blaine and him start, at the end of the, the show, him starting to mix up the uh, the memory potion. So what are you thinking oh, he yeah. wants to do? Um, I'm thinking he knows um, from Liv the effects that the blue juice has on the brain. Right. Um, so he might be thinking that um, he might be able to make a little extra money by sending, you know, by selling marinated brains, you know, <laughs> like. 
Like you can sell brownies, but you can also sell pot brownies and make a lot more money. You know? So you're thinking people would want to have more intense visions? If it's like the right that, brain. Oh, maybe. If it's astronaut brain. Okay. Yeah, know? like astronaut brain. Yeah, okay. I wonder where you were going with that. Yeah. I mean, in, in Rob no. Thomas's interview, he does mention something that I was wondering about. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, is Liv just going to dip her brains in blue juice from here on out and uh, have supercharged brains? But he said that, uh, mm, like, no. She implied not, I think. You yeah. you need to, like, have a brain, like, sitting in that stuff for, like, a couple weeks for it to work. Like, right, the way that it had done, right? Right. So, hmm. Okay. Uh, so that's about it for the episode, I believe. Yeah. So anything else you want to say about it before we talk to our friends and feedback? <sighs> No, except except I lucked out into a really great episode. I'm happy. (laughs) Oh, a lot of loose ends tied up. Except for the except for wherever whatever path Peyton's going down. I'm glad you said that. That she's going to have something interesting that she's going to sort out. Yeah, it's not going to be like oh well now now Peyton and Robbie can get back together. It's like no, it's not doesn't work that way. You know, they got to work on being friends again and. Uh, Steph, did you have anything you wanted to say? Uh-uh, I think that we covered it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I wanted to open up our feedback section by uh, giving some uh, shout-outs to some awesome people that left us some reviews this week. And, yeah, if you want to leave us a review, open up your iTunes, find our podcast, and uh, leave us a five-star review. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, let's see. We have one from Australia. It's her uh, name is, uh, or his or her name is Fortify. Um, it says, amazing podcast full of fun commentary, enjoyable to any fan of the show. The hosts carefully deep about the con- care deeply for the content, <laughs> characters, and writing. Full of great guests too, including actors and writers for the show. The writers actively recommend this podcast for anyone who loves the show too. There's no greater incentive to listen. Thank you. Oh, that's really awesome. Uh, yeah. that's, that's lovely. Great for babies from the U.S. Says, <laughs> I, I love Robin and Steph. I think this podcast is great. Hearty banter, fulfilling recaps and plot descriptions. And oh, my God, I love Steph's voice. Keep it up. <laughs> Aww, so do I. I love Steph's voice. And Catwoman Admire 33 from the U.S. says, humans talking about iZombie, five star, loving this podcast and show. So thank you for all those reviews. <laughs> really appreciate it. Um, and, you know, the more reviews uh, are dropped our way, the more exposure we get. We really appreciate it. And uh, Okay. So now I'm going to say what I said to you guys off air before we started, which is I love listening to you because, Robin, you have a continual giggle in your voice the whole time <laughs> you're talking about the show, which is adorable. And, Stephanie, you do. You have a charming accent and and, and you have um, lovely insights. So, mm-hmm. yeah, what's not to love, people? I know. It's true. Uh, <laughs> I love it's to delightful. say that. <laughs> it's delightful. It's fun. There, I'm just giving you my review. That's my feedback. That's five stars. You may go on now. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, it's funny. I, I I guess we're listed on Podbean for some reason. I I, I never oh. put us there, but I guess it's there. Um, we had somebody comment on our wherever we're listed on Podbean and says, "I downloaded this uh, 
music it was on the music of season one episode. He says, I downloaded this episode because my favorite singing is this is the theme song. I've never seen the show, but all the music on this was awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> Yay, thanks. <laughs> You're probably not listening, but appreciate it. Uh all right, so we have all sorts of feedback here. Um Do you want me to read Maddie's? Sure. Go ahead. Okay, this is from Maddie. Hi, Robin and Steph. It's your friend Maddie, a.k.a. Lives More, from Twitter again. What an episode. Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) From Lives Messy Brain to The Cure Being Stolen, this episode was a roller coaster of emotions. Our predictions about Blaine were right once again. I wish I could feel bad about Peyton as much as everyone else is, but her decisions to ignore her friend's advice over and over really made it hard for me to understand or connect with her. Yes, and like I said that it was we didn't want to see her brokenhearted, but yeah, I didn't want to see her with Blaine. It was no. such a bad guy he was. Even mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't know how how long it's going to take for me to be like you know what, Blaine Blaine's earned his stripes. <laughs> it's just uh, I don't know what it is. Well, probably all those dead runaways. And then Lowell. Oh, dead lol. I wish I could feel bad about Peyton as much as everyone else, but her decisions to ignore her friend's advice over and over really made it hard for me to understand or connect with her. As I mentioned in the Wag the Tongue Slowly feedback, Liv and Peyton need some serious girl talk. If Major and (laughs) Mm -hmm. Robbie can talk about their feelings while fighting Nazis, then Liv and Peyton definitely can. Yeah, I like that scene. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but Blaine is just there all the time. So now that Blaine's gone, Liv and Peyton can talk. Yep. Plus, yep. face it, this week, um, Liv's brain of the week affected her so much, it would not have been a reasonable girl, <laughs> girl talk <Yeah>. episode. <laughs> right? It would have been all about Liv. <laughs> yeah, maybe next week we'll get that. Let's hope we get a bit of that. Yeah. Liv's brain was funny in some scenes and annoying in others, but also <laughs> hashtag relatable when talking about Clive being the best. The men in my zombie sure take some weird ass to Decisions, but uh, Clive does not. Clive and Liv's partnership continues to give me so many feelings as the seasons go by. They hug. They sh- the hug. That hug they shared made me cry a little bit. Aww. After last week's episode ending on a sad note and messing with my L- Lily more, <laughs> I refuse to call them <laughs> Livger. <laughs> no <Yes>. kidding. Heart. <laughs> Uh, I adore their happy scenes in this one. I love how much Liv knows about Major and all the small mentions of their past. Sadly, the moment Major mentioned the perfect timing for their reunion to one of his moms, to one of his moms, I knew it was going to go down uh, downhill from there. If I were Major, I'd be a lot more cynical about my life. You think your life sucks. I can't be happy for more than 60 minutes, I'd say. Obviously, half of the time, it's his own fault, like this one, kinda, but poor guy can't catch a break. (laughs) Speaking of Major's moms, I loved every second of that story arc. His mom is so sweet, and you can see definitely, and you can definitely see where he's got that cheerfulness and good-hearted nature. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I can I can imagine his dad being a wreck had some sort of influence on him being so impulsive most of the time. It also makes me hope for that same type of reconciliation between Liv and her family. 
I can't yeah. wait until the day we meet her father on the show. Do we think that they're ever going to go back there again? Because her mom just disappeared right off the show. We quite, <laughs> we, and well, she really, without being written out, right? And the brother and the whole yep. crisis, and they just didn't go there. They had a scene. They had to cut yeah. it from an episode, and then. Oh really? Oh. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. one day. Mm-hmm. Friend of the show. Yes, Molly we Hayden. liked her <laughs> very much. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sad we barely got to see Robbie this episode, but his conversation with Don E was very entertaining. I never noticed the number of sweaters Robbie used until now. (laughs) (laughs) Have we seen him in anything other than a sweater and a lab coat? I don't remember. (laughs) Again, keep up the great work. I'll see you around. Thanks, Maddie. Thank you, Maddie. All right. I'm going to read Tim's. Tim says, hey, Robin, Steph, and potential guest. I got nothing really to say about this case of the week. I thought it was fun, but I thought we might have seen Justin return this week and bond with Liv when she was on DJ Brain. No such luck. Yeah, I was a little, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing the DJ stuff, hearing about him being a DJ, I thought that was going to be more that same here. You know, honestly, I thought we'd actually have like a club scene with Liv like DJing. When we first see those previews, you know. Yeah, I know. So did I. But nope. It was all just uh, after hours. That would be so cool. Also, is it just me or the cases of the week this season feeling more like the B-plot? You have so many balls in the air. Clive trying to find Wally's killer. Major and his Natalie quest. Now averted demise. The Blaine, Peyton, Robbie triangle. We've had individual storylines for the likes of Major and Blaine in the past, but this season it truly feels like more of an ensemble show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. I got flashbacks to David Anders as Frankenstein on Once Upon a Time in that last scene of Blaine with his chemistry set. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to try to make a cure in an attempt to atone? Turn all the zombies he made back into humans? Give them their lives back in some grand attempt to show he's changed? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Tim, no. (laughs) Speaking of Blaine, I have to wonder why they suspect Blaine of stealing the cure in that preview when Donnie went to Ravi and they know Donnie and Blaine aren't getting along. And how come no one asked about the scratching post when Donnie mentioned having a club with a zombie client that didn't give anyone pause? I guess there just wasn't enough time for that, Tim. Speaking of Blaine, I'm disappointed in and proud of him for finally being honest. It shows growth on his part. I just wish it had happened sooner. Peyton even told him while they were waiting for the memory serum to kick in at Shady Plots that maybe he didn't have to go back to being the man he was, that he could keep being a good guy. It makes you wonder what might have been had he been honest with them from the start. If not for this deception, do you think Peyton would have stayed with Blaine? Would she have still slept with him? I I don't think so. I don't think so. I think if she'd known two days after he supposedly lost his memory, well, did lose his memory, that he he was Blaine intact with knowing everything he'd done, I don't think she'd have gone anywhere near him. I really don't. I think Peyton's going to be a little sad from here on out, honestly, <laughs> about the fact that what could have been there, but you know. No, no, no. I think she's more upset that he played her. Like, yeah. she's really upset that he encouraged this relationship 
and the sexual relationship, knowing that he was lying to her the whole time, that yeah. she never would have been with him otherwise. Oh, I think that's just so unforgivable. Yeah, that's true. That know. might be more yeah. than yeah. Oh. That's true. I don't know. Yeah, the, it's, it's not. It's not mooning over the lost love. It's oh my god, you're a bastard anyway, and you've been yeah. a bastard the whole time. It's yeah. true, but I think it's like that's like almost part of the betrayal. Like you just you kind of flash back to like, in. oh man, that that was so. I was mm. feeling good there, and that mm-hmm. was a good thing, and. Yeah, I guess it could turn to it's all, all of it's <laughs> all of that. It's all of that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, I don't uh, think she. I don't think she would have slept with him if she'd known. Uh, Tim continues. Last week, Steph asked if I worked in the hospital due to all my factoids about pharmaceutical <laughs> research and anecdotes about yeah. amnesia. Nope, I'm just a poor college student who has too much time on his hands. And did some research <laughs> to try to imply real life science on a show about a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's got a couple other things here. I thought I'd read. Um, he says um, a bit of a serious question. Uh, the repentant Blaine they're trying to sell us as being reformed, quote unquote. Is he technically a rapist? Did he not have sex with Peyton under false pretenses? Peyton initiated, but Blaine withheld information that would have ensured she wouldn't have slept with him otherwise. I'm not sure how the law would classify that, but it's certainly sleazy. I, yeah. I want to- no, it's sleazy. I want to like this new and reformed Blaine, but with this development, I have to wonder if they've inadvertently made him just as sleazy as he was before. Oh, he's just as sleazy. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't make him a rapist because that was consensual, but it makes him just a creeper. Yeah. Sleaze bag who would use any technique to get her into bed. That's what makes him so sleazy. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a lie. It's, and you know, but it's not like forcing sex. Right. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, he said I could skip his other snippets, so I've definitely read them, Tim. But we got to move on to more emails here. It's a popular episode. Uh, Oh, gosh, Efrex. I'm going to go ahead and read Efrex's stuff, and then we can get into uh, Facebook, okay? What about Marissa? Oh, Marissa. Why do I constantly skip over Marissa's? I will read Marissa's and then you read Efrex. Marissa, I'm the worst. I'm sorry. I'm a guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Marissa, he's just absent-minded. <laughs> that's, that's actually... He's sweet like Clive. I, I am like Major when he's opening the door to live and pretending that he doesn't recognize her, but that's yes, actually, actually me. actually, <laughs> yes. That is what, something you would do. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, here's Marissa's comment on some kind of uh, hot... What is it? Some, some like it hot. Mess. Some like it hot mess. Yeah. Some, uh, like it, some, a... some kind of wonderful. <laughs> oh, that was... Uh, oh, okay, here's Marissa's email. All right. That was a heck of a bombshell for Blaine. I can't believe that he's had all of his memories since a few days after he took the cure. But as Donnie points out, faking his memory loss did solve a number of problems for him, not to mention getting him the girl. It got Stacy Boss off his butt. It got his brain business system going. And he can pursue his... Uh, this is my thoughts. This is not Bruce's yeah, yeah. thoughts. He can, he can pursue his uh, you know, dreams of being a lounge singer. Yep. Uh, okay, back to Marissa's thoughts. I'm happy to say that I was never 100% 100% convinced that he had lost his memories, although we didn't see anything that that definitely pointed to him faking until his cheapness while getting the Pinot Noir 
just before his confession. It's well documented on this podcast that I 100% fell for it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I, I, I was hoping for, I was, I was hoping that he was a good guy. But yeah, good, good guy Blaine is born. <laughs> okay, it's possible he could have strung Peyton along a bit more by claiming that he, that the memory serum was beginning to work and he was horrified by his returning memories, but that couldn't have lasted long since Major's post-cure experience, experiences will be different from what Blaine is claiming happened to him. Speaking of Major, I love the flashcards that Ravi came up with to check his memory and seeing Major's enthusiasm for being able to taste food again, even though the ice cream scene was a bit over the top. I was also glad that I wasn't supposed to know who Sue and Walla Walla was because I had no clue. <laughs> Uh, moving forward, I'm thankful that there are no immediate side effects for the cure for Major, but I know that they'll come along eventually. After all, if Liv and every other zombie could take the cure, we'd have no show. As for who stole the cure from the morgue, my bet is Donnie, given his potential million-dollar payout. I'm a little confused as to what Blaine wants to do with the memory serum he's making at the end, unless he gets some premium brains that customers may want to experience a more intense way. Other thoughts? Yeah, that's all we got. Uh, and finally, for, <laughs> as, <laughs> and finally for as happy as she was at the beginning of the show, Peyton now has to be questioning all of her romantic judgments since Robbie ended up being an unreliable jerk and blamed a psychopath. Poor Peyton. That's all for this week, Marissa. Ouch! Good point. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Thank you, Marissa. Uh, and uh, I, I swear I won't forget next week. Um. I will always look out for Marissa. <laughs> All right. And Efrex uh, here says, hey, Stefan Robin, one of the challenges this show has is the extreme range of moods and the complexity of interacting plot lines. This is the first season that I'm watching week to week from the start. And I'm wonder if I, it would be more enjoyable binge watching. Hmm. It's been several episodes since Angus and Dr. Cups made appearances. So we haven't addressed their plot lines at all. I trust the writers to bring these, the storylines back into the fold, but it feels weird for me to go a whole month without any updates on those characters, even though it seems like a lot less time passed in showtime. Another problem here is that the characters and relationship writing is so good that the brain of the week can be a distraction sometimes, as I think is the case here, especially since we've seen elements of this brain and live before drinking, millennial, partying. I think it, I prefer it when the brain effects are subtler or enhance elements of Liv's natural personality, personality that when they completely then when they completely rewire her. For me, the best moment on this broader comedy scenes just seem a bit... Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. I'm reading terribly. For me, the best moment on this brain is when Liv is going over the envelopes with Major and starts fretting over all the horrible pain she caused him. Her broader comedy scenes just seem a little bit over the top this time around to me. And if I never hear the phrase, let that caboose get loose ever again, I'll be quite happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think you've you've uh, you know commented on that before, Efrax, and I don't know. I just you know sometimes they just kind of lean into the comedy of it. And uh, as for the plot lines, I just think you know Major dying and 
all the cure and stuff like that um, needed to be addressed more than Angus and Dr. Cups. Um, and again, this is still me talking. I got to say, I'm done with the cure. Like, let's not do the cure anymore after this. <laughs> like, because I think we just pushed it as far as it can go. I'm, I shouldn't say that because I'm not a, a super awesome creative writer as the people in that writer's room. But um, I think I think I'm tired of like, keep working at this cure over and over again. But then again, uh, Ravi might not be one to just give up, but I almost want it to be, to kind of fade into the background for a little bit. You know? Well, the other thought is, or another thought is, um, okay, let's, whoever has the cure, they presumably took it for monetary purposes. Cause that's my assumption, right. To make money off it. So it's not like everybody's going to pony up a million bucks. Right. Right. So, it, it may be that, let's say it was Donnie. So let's say he successfully sells some of them and he keeps them in reserve. I think it's the idea that there's always going to be this last little dose somewhere that Liv <laughs> could eventually get. Yeah. It's almost like they need to keep it in the background somewhere. So we've got an out for her at the end of the show, you know? And the here is Max Rager and Boat Party Utopium. And they're out of Boat Party Utopium. Right. So the only cures are in those syringes. Yeah. At least that seems to be what they're telling us. It seems to be, yes. It seems to be. Unless, as you say, Ravi brilliantly comes up with something else. Right. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty satisfied with the Blaine Payton sequences. I'm going back to Efrex. Uh, there's lots of uh, complex emotional stuff going on. There's no way the writers would let Blaine just settle into a new life. And I don't think there's a better way the writers could have resolved the memory loss and regain. Yeah, I agree. Mm. It was all the way back in the second episode of the first season that we learned that Major liked jazz. So the picture of Louis Armstrong in his bedroom was a nice callback. Yep. The mm-hmm. Clive live hug is a great moment. What a team these two have been and a whole lot of emotions and memories come flooding back in seconds. Major's ice cream food chasm reminded me of something similar Blaine did with chocolate when he first reverted to human. But boy, was this one a lot funnier. Are we sure Major's not still having effects from teenage girl brain? <laughs> the tear-stained Ravi envelope was just perfection. Whoever came up with that deserves a show of their own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really curious to see what Blaine intends to do with the blue juice. I'll let it slide, at least for now. All the technical nitpicks that I have with his being able to recreate the stuff. But am I really expected to believe that Liv needs to print out a physical shopping list and want to just look at the email on her smartphone while picking things up or for that matter uh, that Ravi wouldn't just order his ingredients online it's not like he needs more of the stuff right away yeah I think they could have explained that away by saying oh her phone is definitely broke after storing it inside a corpse (laughs) 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 Uh, yeah maybe (laughs) Uh, the stolen cure plot line is going to be interesting. Donnie, Fillmore, Graves, and Blaine are all possible suspects, all with potentially different motivations. Can't see, can't wait to see what comes up next. All the best, Efrex. Thank you, Efrex. All right, let's go on to. I got the Facebook Facebook, Facebook feedback pulled up. Jeff Gentry says Major is living in Flavor Town. <laughs> <laughs> MPAA for communal spaces. Uh, Jeff Gentry is not a fan of this brain. (laughs) I guess he finds it annoying. Yeah, I saw a little bit of that on Twitter, too. Nikki says, I have one question. WTF, more later when I've had a chance to calm down. 
<laughs> Rachel says, damn it, Peyton, why would you ask Blaine straight up instead of investigating? I've lawyering him worked for her in the end. I'm happy that Donna E's theory about Blaine faking his memory loss was correct. It was, uh, it's what I was leaning towards and the more interesting choice, in my opinion. Also, did anyone else notice the decorations in Major's room at his mom's house? Was Major a band geek? The Louis Armstrong poster and the horns on his windowsill? He was a jazz was this, geek. Yes. Was this previous, he has a brilliant mind to be able to appreciate jazz. Uh, was this covered previously? And I've managed to forget those last yes. five minutes were a, were a roller coaster. I, I didn't think Liv would take the cure, but I thought she would make the choice to put it off and do more good. I was uh, not expecting it to be stolen. The return of villain Blaine scene at the end was so satisfying. Poor major. He's not, uh, well, hold on. Poor major. He's going to have to deal with some serious guilt over giving the cure to Natalie and unintentionally leaving Liv with no cure. Also, no one really cares about the case, but I feel a weird amount of satisfaction when I correctly guess the murderer and the, the first time we meet them based on a gut feeling and no reason or evidence. <laughs> nice. <laughs> for you. Yeah. I feel the same <laughs> way, Rachel. <laughs> uh, Moira, do you want to continue reading? Because our voices are obviously very um, tired at this point. <laughs> I, I think I can't because I had to plug in my phone and now I'm standing way far away from my computer. Oh. <laughs> so, oh, I got it. I got oh, it. Nikki says, okay, so Nikki's calmed down enough. She can, uh, she can explain. Okay. Uh, Nikki says, Rob Thomas, you evil genius. I love, hate his manipulations. Some of this you could see coming. When Donnie showed up at the morgue, it wasn't hard to figure out that the cure was going to disappear. I enjoyed major storyline. The memory loss progression was poignant. The letters were a lovely touch, and meeting his mom was great. Mm -hmm. Liv's brain of the week was frustrating, but I guess that's why they wanted us. That's what they wanted us to feel. I was a little mm -hmm. disappointed that she went for the cure so quickly, and that brings me around to the big reveal. The scene with Peyton and Blaine was very well done. Mm -hmm. You really couldn't tell what way she was going. Uh, to go for a second there and uh, first I was angry Blaine was lying the whole time but the final scene turned me around he does have so much more to offer as a bad guy that's true <laughs> uh, so we were left with Rob Thomas predicament more questions answered and as usual we love it okay I've got it up now if you want me to read <laughs> I, I got okay. it up on my phone should I say that's what break? she said at this point Pro oh, oh. <laughs> oh God! Oh, oh, do you see Viv? Yep, I do. Viv. Okay. Um, so glad villain Blaine's back because good guy Blaine genuinely bored me. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> also, I keep thinking about the possibility of Major and Liv one day marrying, and I'm aware it's too good to be true, but I just want them to be happy. Uh, OTP. <laughs> oh yeah. And then Dave, Dave Steph Taylor says. <clears throat> Poor Liv. Twice she thought she was going to get the cure. Nice fake-outs. Mm. Sad face. Blaine faking the continued amnesia. Well acted. He had us all fooled. Peyton, I was not sure if she was going to be fine with Blaine. I guess she was in shock. Ravi, back to your documentation. <laughs> um, it was great to see Major's family and his old room. I miss Liv's family. I wish they had not been written out. See, I just said the same thing, Dave. Yeah. I agree. Um... I don't know if you want me to read more of Jeff or not. Let's oh, see. well, this yeah. is actually a yeah. comment from Jeff. That's fine. You can read it. 
Yeah, I was sure Blaine was not faking it, so this was disappointing. I'm glad Major will still be Major, though, but he's going to need a new job at Fillmore Graves that does not involve combat. Mm -hmm. The procedural brain part of the episode didn't do much for me this week. That's okay. We will see about next week. And then uh, Rachel replies back, maybe Major will get to go back to his roots professionally and be a counselor for the young zombies. Aw, that'd be awesome. Uh, That's so cool. And Jeff also dropped in that this, uh, the ratings, uh, we got really good ratings this week, 0. 0.4, 1.6, 1.06 million viewers. But as my hunch, uh, uh, was it a hunch? I don't know. As I was just protesting <clears throat> from the beginning of this season, I don't mm-hmm. care about ratings anymore. I don't. And you know what? Now I definitely don't care about ratings because season four, baby. Yeah. So there, nah, nah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. <laughs> and, then, and I think that's it. That was the end of the Facebook feedback. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for all the feedback. You're so awesome. Um, also, I want to, before we get into our spoiler section, um, thank Moira for being on our show. For all those that are uh, tuning out, uh, Moira is uh, a, a, an older uh, co-host. Not older. What was Gosh. <laughs> A previous co-host of mine on FisherCast, which is a Six Feet Under podcast. If you ever yeah. want to go back in time and listen to all those episodes, they're out there. Although, technically, I am older than Robin, so it's okay. Uh, you can actually <laughs> say that, too. It's, it's fine, Robin. It's okay. <laughs> Moira, who's talked me to through several traumas. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know if you have anything to plug. <laughs> no, no, no. I just hang out here and there and, you know, put in my two cents once in a while on a podcast. That's yeah. all. Uh, no, thank you for having me. This was delightful. Awesome. I'm so glad you could make it. Um, and Steph, did you have anything more you wanted to say about the episode before we uh, go off to Spoilerville? No, I think that covered it. Okay. Well, uh, our next episode is going to be entitled Dirt Nap Time, and we'll be back after the trailer. Liv, I am so sorry. What happened? The cure didn't work. It was stolen. It's Blaine. That rat has stolen the rest of the doses. This is Blaine's fault, and if I find him, I will beat a confession out of him. Liv. Ravi, this is me controlling my anger. Pretty sure that's the anger controlling you. I, Zombie. All new this Tuesday at 9, 8 central on The CW. And we're back. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> let me read the episode description. It says, Shanae Grimes from 90210 guest stars. So I guess, I, I don't, did, did a lot of people watch the new version of 90210? Because, nope. I guess this is where um, this actress is from. The description is when Liv and Clive work together to solve the murder of a very charming but womanizing preschool teacher. Things get interesting when they bring his jealous girlfriend, Piper, in for questioning. I guess Piper is played by the 90210 actress. Uh, Meanwhile, Peyton is assigned a very interesting case. Lastly, Blaine finds himself in a bad situation. Uh, Michael Fields directs, written by Deirdre Mangan. Mm. Um, And yeah, that'll be next time on iZombie. So that preview, did either of you guys get to see the preview? I have not yet. No. No. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Liv catches up with Blaine in the preview and uh, delivers uh, a punch to the face in z- full-on zombie mode. So I <gasps> cannot wait to see this. <laughs> wow. I, oh. I 
I was thinking <laughs> that's awesome. I, I almost got I almost felt like I was spoiled a little bit on this from press photos that were released like maybe a week or so ago that showed and these are like official like CW release press photos and they showed like live uh with in an alleyway with Blaine by the throat. <laughs> so I was like so is he why does she have him by the throat? She's got her Maybe he lied. Maybe maybe they find out he lied. I wasn't sure, mm-hmm. but yeah. uh, I guess depending on this episode, there is going to be a reason why Liv's going to have him by the throats. That's great. I have a couple of spoiler three things from Rob Thomas's interview to read here, and then we'll get heading out. Uh, actually, I think it's just one thing. Yeah. Um. So TV Line is asking. Um, oh wait, I guess it is a couple things. It, really quick though, it says, "Can you confirm or deny?" Whether I think Blaine or Donnie took the cure from Ravi's office and Rob says, I can't confirm to deny Liv and Ravi are going to begin an investigation into that. in the next episode, the plan was to wrap up that investigation in the season finale, but there's some big spoilers, folks. We ran out of space. So it looks like it's going to be answered early in season four. So, so they're going to go off looking for these cures and I guess they're not going to find them till season four. I guess Rob Thomas wanted to reveal to everybody in the press, but yeah, Hmm. but whatever, there's lots of stuff to investigate and, and lots of plot lines going on. So, um, so uh, yeah, this was asked in feedback with major human again. Uh, what does that mean for his position at Fillmore Graves? And Rob Thomas actually says, we're going to get into that. That's one of our favorite stories that we're telling in the back half of the season. Major has found a home at Fillmore Graves and these are his people. Now, these are the people who don't care that he was accused of being the chaos killer. He wants to keep working there despite being human. And he's going to see how long he can get away with it. And eventually he may not get away with it. That's a fun storyline for the back half. He says, so that sounds dangerous. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, look what happened to him last week. Uh, I know he's, he can't get stabbed 37 times now. No, apparently not. And oh. I'm sure he's not as good with, with you know, with parkour. no, exactly. Although he did drink some super max in season two before he was zombified oh, and he was... was able to leap and leapfrog across town. Right. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. So, uh, wow, I'm really looking forward to next week already. Definitely, and this is the moment we say goodbye. The moment? Yes, we're having a moment. What kind of... Shh, don't speak. This may be our last podcast as us. I have no idea what you're... Don't speak. Let it just be. Uh, this is weird. Did you just take a selfie? Sent for when you forget. For when I forget? What would I forget? What are you talking about? Hello? Uh, hello? Wow, uh, everybody, I think she just hung up. Well, uh, bye. Thank you for listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. Send your feedback to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search for iZombie Podcast, all one word. All of our contact info is on our website, iZombiePodcast.com. You can follow Steph on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow Robin as well at El Robin Yero. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at Behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Also, friend of the show Cheyenne contributes with photoshops on our Twitter. Follow her at I. 
Goodbye, Zombie Love. Check out our other podcast. You can listen to us binge cast through teen dramas like Dawson's Creek and Popular. Just subscribe to We Don't Want to Wait on iTunes. You can also listen to us occasionally talk about the Buffy spinoff Angel with our friends. Subscribe to Redemption Cast on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, why not leave us a review? We do this in our spare time, so your ratings and reviews are much appreciated and helps us get seen by more iZombie fans. And make sure it's on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're done. You think anyone is still listening? Probably not. Zombies! Zombies!